A big weekend ahead for Senate negotiators as they work to reach a funding deal for the southern border. While we quietly care about what happens in Texas and the decision that could ripple across the world. And a few scattered showers out there for just one more evening. We've got some big changes this weekend in first warning weather. Plus, there is a significant amount of extra pollution in our Texas air and it is tied to the recent cold snap. Well, Senate negotiators will work through the weekend to come to an agreement on tightening border security. Now, the deal is also tied to aid for Ukraine and Israel. This is a controversial issue for both Democrats and Republicans. NBC's Alice Barr is on Capitol Hill to cover this domestic decision that has international impact. On Capitol Hill, political pressure is colliding with the race to reach a deal on some of the most pressing priorities facing Congress, funding for Israel, Ukraine, and the U.S. southern border. Negotiators will work all weekend in an effort to get this done. Any progress in the Senate appears threatened by former President Trump urging GOP lawmakers to not accept any deal short of an essentially perfect border. The issue now dividing Republicans. He does not want us to solve the problem at the border. Uh, he wants to lay the blame for the border at Biden. I'm glad he's weighing again against this deal because from what I understand of it, I don't like it. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson writing to his colleagues, quote, if rumors about the contents of the draft proposal are true, it would have been dead on arrival in the House anyway. But some in the party are warning against walking away. This is the most leverage I've seen Republicans have in terms of getting legal changes to a broken immigration system in a very long time. In the crosshairs of the border fight, funding for Ukraine as it rapidly runs out of weapons and ammunition and money for Israel amid fresh scrutiny over its war tactics. The United Nations International Court of Justice ruling Friday that Israel must do everything in its power to prevent genocidal acts in Gaza. The court stopped short of ordering the full ceasefire Palestinian supporters wanted. As the legal process continues, Israel's prime minister is calling accusations of genocide outrageous and vowing to keep fighting to destroy Hamas. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And digging a little deeper on the U.S.-Mexico border, new numbers from the governor's office show that since the start of Operation Lone Star in 2022, nearly 500,000 migrants have been detained, more than 38,000 criminal arrests have been made, and more than 35,000 felony charges have been issued at the border. The state has also sent more than 100,000 migrants from the border to cities like New York, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. All right, let's take a live look at downtown Austin right now with some clouds hanging over the city. Oh, wow, that is gray. And joining us now is meteorologist David Yeomans, and we hear that the sunshine is finally making its return. We've always been praying for rain, right? Yes. But at this point, it's like, it'd be nice to have a little <laughs> bit of sunshine. Yeah. We will get that during our weekend plans. Right now, we're seeing a little bit of clearing here over Marble Falls. Lake Marble Falls looking mostly cloudy here on the River City Grill Highland Furniture camera. It's 60 degrees right now west of Austin. That's some of the only clear though that we're seeing the rest of us are socked in a few downpours up in San Saba a few isolated showers near Georgetown but the most concentrated rain is still in our eastern counties the hardest hit areas by rain all week well southeast of Austin from Smithville to Giddings Carmine down to LaGrange a few showers even a few rumbles of thunder these are not going to cause any additional flooding problems though they're kind of on their way out over the next couple of hours Coming up, we are tracking a cold front tonight that'll lead to gusty winds tomorrow. I'll show you when the sun comes out this weekend and how long it stays out. 
Right, David, thank you very much. And throughout the recent cold snap, the excess pollution released into the air across the state skyrocketed. According to the Texas Tribune, Texas companies emitted 1 million pounds of excess pollution over the course of just a few days. Now, this after industrial plants across the state experienced machinery freezing up as well as losses of power. Companies have to report to the state when they release more pollution than they're allowed. The Texas Commission on Environmental Quality received over 30 reports of unplanned emissions through the cold snap. Now before that, the previous 60-day average of excess pollution was over 89,000 pounds. That number then jumped to over 135,000 on the first day of the freezing weather. The next day, on January 15th, extra emissions skyrocketed to over 878,000 pounds. Those emissions dropped on the 16th with nearly 500,000 pounds released and towards the end of the cold snap on the 17th, nearly 352,000 pounds were released, still well above the previous 60-day average. The Tribune reports this makes for nearly eight times as many excess emission incident days than what we saw before in the 60-day period before. Austin City Council members are asking the city manager to be more transparent about big staffing changes after former Austin Police Chief Art Acevedo announced he was turning down a newly created city position. And this appointment, of course, caused a good deal of pushback. And KXAN's Grace Reader reminds us the city is still on the hunt for our permanent city manager right now. And transparency in that position is now front and center. Councilmember Mackenzie Kelly says she agreed with the city's decision to bring in Art Acevedo as an interim city manager over the Austin Police Department. But she didn't agree with the way it was announced to council just an hour before the public. It's why she wrote this memo to the interim city manager this week asking for more transparency in that process. I can, as a council member, request more timely notification so that we can express concerns and bring up potential problems that we may see in the community as a result of those appointments. Interim City Manager Jesus Garza responded, saying in part, quote, I stand ready to accommodate that. It works this way in the city of Austin because we've got what's called a council manager government. Ultimately, the city council appoints the city manager, and the city manager controls almost all major staffing. Council can appoint several different positions, such as a city manager, the city auditor, municipal court judges. We don't meddle in personnel matters. That is the job of the city manager. The council is working to hire a permanent city manager now, and that position's level of communication with council is now a big part of the discussion. Actually, Monday, I had a meeting with a firm that is looking for the city manager, and I expressed to them some of the challenges that we had over the weekend related to this appointment and why that transparency piece is, is so integral to the functioning of our city. As for what comes next with the police-specific position, council members say they're still working to figure out if it's necessary. You know, those are conversations that I'm having with our city manager to better understand the rationale of why did he need to create a new position to oversee the police department. There's still many lingering questions that I have, that the community has. Grace Reader, KXAN News. Councilmember Kelly says even though they don't have control over specific positions at the city, they do have to vote on the budget each year. So adding a salary to the budget of more than $200,000, which describes what would have been Acevedo's salary, is something she thinks council should know about. Now the application for Austin's next city manager closes February 12th. Mayor Kirk Watson has said the goal is to have someone hired by early to mid-April. A jury today ordered former President Trump to pay $83.3 million 
million to author E. Jean Carroll in her defamation case against him. Another jury found that Trump, that Trump last year uh, found him liable last year for sexually abusing Carroll in the 1990s and defaming her after she wrote about the incident. The former president briefly took the stand yesterday and called Carroll's accusation false. And then this morning, he stormed out of the courtroom during Carroll's attorney's closing arguments. He returned to hear his own attorney's remarks. Much more ahead on this on NBC Nightly News. A Texas man secures his spots on the 2024 U.S. Olympic team. And we had the story of how his father inspired him to take his first steps toward his journey to Paris. As grounded Boeing jets get ready for takeoff again, some U.S. leaders worry the planes aren't quite ready to take to the skies. And a massive recall announced today affecting thousands of Teslas across the country. We'll steer you around the software problem affecting a crucial driving maneuver. Federal officials are clearing the way for grounded Boeing planes to return to the skies. This comes less than a month after the Alaska Airlines midair incident in which a door panel blew off a 737 MAX 9. The FAA released its final instructions to airlines to begin inspections, and once the planes pass those tests, they can return to service. Not all senators, though, are convinced the jets under inspection are ready to take flight. So all this is worrisome. I'm concerned about flying on 737. I travel a lot. Until we can certify that these aircraft are safe, I think they should stay grounded. And Alaska Airlines has said it was bringing its MAX 9s back into rotation today. United Airlines says it expects to do the same starting on Sunday. Austin-based Tesla is recalling nearly 200,000 cars in the United States because the backup camera may not display an image. Now the recall affects 2023 YS and X models. The company says the software's instability could keep the camera from showing an image when the cars are in reverse. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says that could increase the risk of a crash. Now Tesla says it hasn't heard of any crashes or issues related to the issue or any injuries. Those who own the affected Teslas will be notified with a letter starting in late March. Well, although the heavy rain we saw in Central Texas this week is gone, it's creating some major impacts in other parts of the state. We're going to hear from a South Texas mother who says she may have lost everything in a devastating flood. And even if Austin weren't to see another drop of rainfall for the next five weeks, this winter will go down in the books as wetter than normal. Meteorological winter is December, January, February. During that time, we've already had eight and a half inches of rain. El Nino winters, as we told you a couple months ago, are typically wetter than normal winters. Coming up, we'll take a look at a reversal in the weather pattern this weekend in your forecast. The Olympic Games in Paris start exactly six months from today. For one super heavyweight boxer in Houston, becoming an Olympian is proving to be bigger than just himself. Here's our Jayla Washington with his journey to Paris. Super heavyweight boxer Josh Edwards punched his own ticket to the opportunity of a lifetime a few months ago. <laughs> Sitting down with us, he says it finally started to feel real. I'm a 2024 Paris Olympian. Is that the first time you said that out loud? Yeah. He's his gym's first ever Olympian. I'm from the south side of Houston, Sunnyside specifically. It's a pretty rough neighborhood. It has taken grit, a lot of heart. Having people like his coach Go to the body. push him. Do a lot of one-on-one -on -one drills. It's agility and footwork. Uh, 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 uh. I would like to say it's actually better than Muhammad Ali. Uh, 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 uh. I was extremely strict, extremely mean. You seem like a nice guy. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey, let me see you catch one or two. 
Edward says it was actually his dad who first got him into the ring, who was a boxer himself and even trained at Muhammad Ali's gym. I bought him gloves and I let him play. Literally, if he got in trouble at school, I'd make him do like five, six hundred push-ups. Years later, a major injury, surgery, and even quitting and falling out of love with the sport, Edwards would go on to win the 2023 Pan American Games, securing his Olympic team spot. Yeah, no words. I'm working so hard for this. So hard. And we're going to go do it again at the Olympics. I couldn't believe it. I told you you were the best. I was just at the barbershop. I was talking to my barber. He told me he wanted to get a big poster of me and put it in the barbershop so the kids could see it. So I have my side of the city on my back. In Houston, on the journey to Paris. Now move left or right just a little bit. I'm Jayla Washington. And the next world qualifying boxing tournament is in Bangkok at the end of May. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, it's 517 and it is a little dreary out there, but finally this weekend, a big change in the weather with sunglasses needed once again. 57 right now as our highs were capped in the 50s due to the low clouds and morning fog many of us had to fight through. Uh, we got a couple little downpours here in rural San Saba County. No lightning or thunder with these right now, but a few little rain showers moving into San Saba and toward the Colorado River. Not much falling right now from Burnett County into Travis County. Dry at this time in the evening in Austin, but we are watching a few showers continuing along Highway 77. With that said, these are starting to progress east of our area and rain will be a little more isolated through the rest of the evening. Pollen count pretty easy. Mold and cedar are both low, although trending slightly higher. You can always check the count on KXAN.com. Notice this big storm system is cranking up to our north. Just like we predicted yesterday, though, the bulk of the rain is staying to our north, leaving us mainly dry with just a little chance of rain for your Friday night plans. Notice how the bulk of that rain east of Austin is pulling out over the next couple of hours. We're mainly cloudy through the rest of the evening with a slight chance of a little bit of rain. Most of us just don't see any from this point forward, but the cold front itself moving into our area overnight, maybe midnight, 1 a.m. approaching Austin. It could have a brief shower or even thunderstorm along it, but most of us stay dry then as well. In the wake of it, though, you see the clouds starting to race from north, north to south. Gusty winds and cloudy skies to start off the day tomorrow. It's not sunny immediately, but after lunchtime on Saturday, breezy winds start to scour out the clouds, drier air blowing in, and it's going to kickstart a wonderful stretch of weather. Cloudy skies to start tomorrow, then gradual clearing. A little bit cooler behind this front, but it's not a very strong one. Highs tomorrow still reach 60. A beautiful Sunday with less wind, no cloud cover whatsoever. Sunday might be the better day for outdoor plans just because the clouds and the wind tomorrow. High temperatures after that point continue a slow, steady warm-up after what has been a cooler-than-normal January overall to this point. The final week of the month, coming next work week, looks great. Temperatures each afternoon slightly warmer than normal, as warm as 71 by Wednesday. Sounds pretty nice. Okay, tonight's forecast. Slight chance of rain this evening, then cloudy overnight. Winds increasing with the cold front's arrival, northwest at 10 to 20 late. Then tomorrow, the winds really pick up, northwest at 15 to 25 with some higher gusts. Remember, it's cloudy early, but the sun will come out eventually. 
After that, a gorgeous stretch of sunshine from Sunday, Monday, all the way through the middle or even toward the end of next week. Afternoon highs warm up, but a few cold mornings in the 30s area-wide early Sunday and Monday. At the end of next week, clouds increase Thursday. We've got a few showers returning on Friday in the first couple days of the new month of February. And that's actually going to kickstart a different change in the weather pattern. After about a week of dry weather that we're about to start tomorrow, we could have a week of wetter weather returning in our 8 to 14 day outlook next month. Okay, David, thanks very much for the update. Well, after days of heavy rain, flooding from Lake Conroe just north of Houston forced some families out of their homes, and it could be days before they're allowed back. Chelsea Hagman loaded up her three kids and headed for higher ground Wednesday. As the water rose around her home just west of Conroe, Lake Conroe just to the north of her home is just too full and water is being released from the dam to lower it, causing that flooding. And because of that, Hagman's home started filling with water and she watched it all happen on her home's camera after she and her kids got out of there. Awful. It definitely gives you the shakes and makes you very, uh, Anxiety, I guess you could say. It was very um, scary all around, so yeah. Glad to hear her and the kids are okay. More than a foot of water, however, was in her home on Wednesday night. Coming up, Austin reaches another milestone in its mission to make the city more connected by creating a new spot for underserved residents to get affordable transportation. It's the story that captivated America. The unexplained deaths of three Kansas City football fans. Only News Nation has exclusive access to family members and loved ones of the men. As the mystery deepens, Chris Cuomo talks with women who have children with two of the victims. What they think really happened. Then on Banfield, hear from the mother of one of the men, David Harrington, how she's coping with the tragedy. The whole story needs to come out. That's tonight on News Nation, starting at 8 Eastern. And to find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Right now, the execution officials say was textbook, but that witnesses say was otherwise. The questions after a new execution method is put to the test in Alabama. Also, the challenge of shutting down fake AI-generated intimate images of Taylor Swift. Well, Cap Metro opened up a new pickup zone in southeast Austin this morning, providing another spot for residents to get transportation across the city at an affordable price. Now, the service is an inexpensive ride share program where residents can be picked up within 15 minutes of making a request. One-way rides cost $1.25 and a full-day ticket costs $2.50, and kids get a ride for free. The new Dove Springs pickup zone is located in an underserved part of the city and it's all part of Project Connect, the plan to expand public transportation options throughout Austin. Our city can't be what we want it to be, which is a more complete place unless people have good transportation options. Transportation is key to the affordability in our city and making sure that people can stay in Austin. And the new Dove Springs location is the 11th Cap Metro pickup zone available in the Austin area. Texas-based movie theater chain Cinemark Theaters is hosting an Oscar Movie Week event where you can check out all of the Best Picture nominees leading up to the Academy Awards. You can buy a $40 festival pass, which gives you access to screenings of all 10 nominees, which include movies like Killers of the Flower Moon, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie and Oppenheimer, 22 Texas theaters are participating in this event, which runs from March 4th through March 10th. 
Well, coming up tonight on KXCN, we have the U.S. Figure Skating Championships starting at 7 p.m. And then you can join us right back here for KXAN News at 10. You can also join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. And here is where to find us.